It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 1 and 2 activities week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and we are joined by our North Idaho resident and expert, Ryan Skaggs. What's up, Skaggs? What's going on? See that the Lapway Wildcat sweatshirt you got on there? Yeah, you know it's been it's been a while since I've worn it, and um, you know it's it's uh, you're getting casual Brandon today because uh, my schedule has been all over the place with house showings, and uh, we're hitting the finish line. I think I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything here, but yeah. um, we've had a lot of been, showings. So. You've been trying to get up this direction, so that's a positive move. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, pun intended (laughs) as far as getting uh getting some house showings going that's awesome because i know the market's been kind of stale in some places but yeah yes um so a lot of showings uh on my house here in pocatello and at the same time we've kind of been keeping an eye on the the housing market up there in coeur d'alene and it's slowly coming down too a little bit so we're kind of encouraged yeah yeah there's some prices dropping there's some deals to be had if you you know, get the right realtor and all that fun stuff, but not to bore people. This isn't a real estate podcast, so <laughs> we'll talk sports. <laughs> nobody, yeah, nobody cares what's going on in my personal life. I, I mean, I can nerd out about insurance if people really want to know the difference between like indemnification laws, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, real, real quick, real quick. You, you are, your your Idaho sports.com is kind of your side hustle, right? Your main yeah. hustle is you are an independent insurance agent. Yeah. And I did see uh, a pretty cool story you put on social media about, uh, you got a new customer based upon uh, his kid is an athlete, student athlete at Post Falls High School and knows you yeah. from Idaho sports, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. Um, so the athlete it, <laughs> mentioned it's a great kid, too. Um, it was just kind of funny. Is he, he like, I get this random call and it's like, hey, this is so and so's dad. I'm like, okay, what did I say wrong? You know, <laughs> like that was how I responded. He's like, nothing. I'm actually calling you about insurance because we've been complaining about stuff and our kid said that you're an insurance agent. So we, and we should give you a call. (laughs) It's like, well, I probably owe him like Dutch bros or something like that for the referral. But um, yeah, so no, doing this has built some pretty awesome relationships with people. And that's, they're not the only ones that I actually have gotten from this prep cast, which has been pretty cool. So, um, or just from doing sports with IdahoSports.com. But yeah, it's a, I have a day job that's not talking about high school athletics, but this certainly lends to, to kind of like, the well-roundedness of what I do because it's all about relationship building. So, yeah, I did get an email this past week from a fan uh, and a parent of uh, the Troy Trojans. And basically he, he told me that, uh, Hey, you know, I've, I've got a lot of old buddies that are, you know, scattered around the white pine, you know, Troy Prairie, whatever. And he said, we love, we love the coverage and the love you give the white pine league every week. Um, and so we really appreciate that. And so thank you for sending that in. And my response would be, it's easy to talk about the white pine because it's so good. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You guys make it easy for us to talk about you. Um, but it's kind of funny coming from somebody that's in Pocatello and you and somebody in Coeur d'Alene that's me um, talking about, you know, district two stuff. But I mean, we, you know, I'm grew up in the LC Valley. So, I mean, I've got connections all over the place and friends that still coach and, you know, at Kendrick and other places too around the area. So it kind of makes it easy to talk about some of these programs because you get the, you know, ho-hum insider information that you know you don't necessarily share every time but you get some good like quick 
quips and stuff like that. I mean, um, we get some we get some absolute gems from um, some of the coaches that we know in the sport. So just the yeah. funny stories behind the scenes is, is the cool part too. I think. Yeah, and that's that's why we do it. And so again, if you if you want to reach out, there's a team, an athlete, a story you want us to talk about. Uh, you can send me an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. Ryan also on Twitter at an Idaho game night uh, as well, because that's what it's all about. It's about the fans, yeah. uh, the parents, and especially these young student athletes that are going out and accomplishing great things um, in the classroom and in the athletic arena. So this is what it's all about. I just realized um, I have my sunglasses on my head still. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I, well, I thought you were going with the casual look too. I wasn't going to say anything. So no, I just <laughs> forgot they were up there. <laughs> hey, you're, you're good. Hey, let's, let's talk tennis real quick. Um, and then we're going to dive into district baseball and softball brackets on today's episode. Uh, tennis yesterday or last week, we talked about, you know, there was the inland empire meet that was going to happen in, in the greater Spokane area. Um, North Idaho teams went over there and kind of a mixed bag, which, but to be expected, that's a really tournament lewiston you know eschewed that's the word of the day eschewed the inland empire competition they went down to boise for the annual capital classic and the Bengals actually did decent yeah i mean they're both both good events uh the the inland empire tournament people may not in other parts of the state know much about it but you know there's 56 schools that are represented at that tournament um it's like i think the second or third largest high school tournament in the country um, so it's got a really good reputation and the competitive balance in that tournament's insane. Um, but I mean, you saw some kids, you know, from North Idaho show up and get some wins against, you know, higher upper echelon, uh, opponents. So, I mean, that was really cool. You, you know, you get some wins from, you know, kids from Coeur d'Alene high school and the, especially in the boys singles and double side, um, showed up very well. Uh, Lakeland's boys, number one doubles team. Um, they got a, picked up a couple wins as well. So, I mean, there's some some bright spots that happened over there. Um, but if you really want to talk about tennis, Coeur d'Alene beat Lake City the other night 11-1. to 1. Coeur d'Alene's 14-0 on the season. Uh, they play Sandpoint on Monday, which I think is going to be another great match for them. But the, the Vikings tennis team is absolutely just rolling right now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see when they get to state. You know, how do they stack up <laughs> against uh, the juggernaut that is Boise High? Um, yeah. But yeah, so keep up the good work on the tennis courts and uh, we'll be checking in on state here in just a little bit for that. But let's yeah, turn we'll get the insider info from Mr. Sean Kane, I guess. <laughs> yes. No, no, definitely. He was at the Capitol Classic last week with his team. Sean Kane is the tennis coach at Century High School in Pocatello. He's also one of our broadcasters at IdahoSports.com. So we do have that pipeline to what's yes. going on in the tennis world for sure. So, um, okay. Postseason time has arrived. District baseball and softball tournaments will start uh, for the most part this weekend, right? We're going to get going here pretty darn quick. And so uh, we're going to share all the brackets and break down what's happening in both softball and baseball. So if you're watching the video version of this podcast at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, first of all, could you hit the subscribe button? It's that little bell icon. You do that, and then you're going to be notified every time we have a new episode instead, because sometimes the episode publishes on Wednesday. Sometimes it's Thursday. If things really get out of hand, sometimes it's Friday morning. And so you don't have to go searching for it every day. You'll just know when it's uploaded, it'll, it'll shoot you a notification. So if you hit that bell icon and subscribe to the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, um, you'll be able to, to get updated that way. Um, and so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I'm going to share my screen and we'll pull up all the brackets and, and break them all down. And if you are listening uh, to the audio uh, uh, version of this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, 
it's all good. We've got all the district ba- uh, brackets right on the homepage at idahosports.com, and you can follow along that way. So I figured we'd start with softball. And before we before we dive into softball proper, um, wanted to just give a quick shout-out. We have every week our, our heavy hitters and our primetime pitchers, the best hitters and pitchers from the past week in softball. Tacey Watkins made the uh, primetime pitchers list. That's not the surprise. The surprise is she pitched a perfect game, Skaggs, last week, which is – Yeah, no, that was – Awesome. Awesome job. Yeah. And she's been so close many times this year. In fact, she throws a perfecto. And then the next game, I think she was only like one or two batters away from throwing another one. So um, I don't know if that's ever been accomplished. If you could throw a back to back perfect, perfect game, but man, she was close. She was really darn close. And um, yeah, just a great athlete, great kid. And um, you know, what she's been able to do on the diamond has been just nothing short of, you know, it's more than impressive. It's pretty outstanding and rare. Like, let's put it that way. It's just, we don't see it every day. Yeah. It was pretty sensational to see Tacey Watkins of St. Mary's. You know, we talked about her all year long. I still think pound for pound, the best pitcher in the state, regardless of classification. She always racks up the strikeouts, uh, but this time to throw a perfect game was really taking it up a notch um, for her. So we definitely wanted to uh, give a shout out there. Um, okay, let's move to the brackets. I'm going to share my screen, and we will start in the uh, Inland Empire League, 5A District 1 and 2. You can see I haven't filled in the bracket yet because we were waiting on regular season results from last night. But when you take a look at what's going on standings-wise, um, Lake City, Coeur d'Alene have all, both been jostling for position all season long, Ryan, and it has finally kind of come to a head here at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, Coeur d'Alene ended up getting uh, the sweep to to rocket themselves into first place in the IEL, um, coming down to the you know the last couple games today. So uh, it should be interesting to see how things wrap up. Uh, Lake City plays at Lewiston today for a doubleheader. See how things end up with the Bengals and the and the T Wolves there. But that sweep for Coeur d'Alene was huge. I mean, we've been talking about them kind of lurking. Um, behind a, an upstart Lake City team that I think has surprised a lot of people through most of the season. But um, Coeur d'Alene coming on strong down the stretch, certainly no surprise to anybody. I think that you look at that lineup and what they can do in, on the mound too or on the bump that, you know, they've got all the uh, all the pieces there to put together a championship effort as far as um, winning league and district. But uh, we'll see what happens once we get into a, a district series. I think it could get pretty interesting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Ryan, can you hear me still? I sure can. Can you see me? You're kind of frozen, but I can see you. Okay, yeah. My, I've, <laughs> I've, I've finally pushed the boundaries of what my computer can accept. I have too many tabs open, and everything is everything is frozen up on me for the moment, uh, and my camera actually turned off. So, But as long as you can still hear me, I think we're going to be yeah. okay. Audio-wise, I got you. Yeah, we're good there. <laughs> Okay, but we'll see if my computer can un- look on your face and you're frozen. It's just kind of like a still shot of what looks to be like a <laughs> screenshot of you talking. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've finally done it. I've I've uh, overloaded my my CPU. Okay, so you're there's a couple of league games still left to be played, but either way, you know, there's one and a half bids to state available from this league. I still feel pretty good about Coeur d'Alene and Lake City. Yep. Can Lewiston play spoiler post falls? It really is any of the four. It wouldn't surprise me um, to see them in that play in game against somebody from district three. Yeah. District three is pretty tough this year too. You look at what they've been able to do in that conference. 
Um, you know, I don't, as far as in a play in game, a one game or a, a doubleheader scenario, you know, type situation, like that one game scenario on a Saturday is just a crapshoot. And, um, you know, if it depends on which team shows up, if it's Lake City, I like Lake City just because of the way they can, they can hit. Um, the thing is, though, in their losses, you know, they get handcuffed pretty easily. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, even if it's Coeur d'Alene in that situation, you never know what comes out of districts. So you look at Coeur d'Alene, you go, oh, yeah, they're the favorite. They won the IEL or they're in first in the IEL. Well, that doesn't mean anything once you get out of districts. They could end up, you know, not even making the play-in game just based on the balance of this conference. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, um, you know, I still think it is the two Coeur d'Alene schools that make it. Um, at least to the to state and then the play-in game, um, whether it's two teams or one team, I think is is yet to be seen. It's that that conference down south is pretty tough too. Yeah, they uh, once again had the top five spots in the coaches' poll this week. All five. <laughs> now you're now you're just this like little icon. There's no picture now. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> it's just like the spinning circle of death. It's like you're you're a black screen with like the ghost, like the shadow silhouette white figure in the gray background (laughs) oh man my whole computer just went black can you see this there's a black bar across oh my gosh my computer is like literally dying before our eyes this is fantastic you gotta up that ram big dog (laughs) if anything if anybody's watching this on the idahosports.com youtube channel this alone is worth the price of admission the 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 slow torturous death of my computer okay um here a little bit (laughs) yeah here we go let's talk um inland empire league 4a again yeah what's that i said i'll just cut you off and say moscow like that's i don't know what more you need to say right now (laughs) the the bears are playing great great ball and uh i mean you just look at that lineup and what they've been able to do i i really like their chances coming out of the iel and i like their chances maybe making a placing game at state yeah, I, th- I think Moscow has played phenomenally well this year. Um, we can't officially put anybody in yet. Uh, we, you know, at this point, it's probably safe to put Moscow as the number one seed. In fact, I'll I'll do that right now because they're eight and ten or eight and six in conference play. Lakeland is two and ten. Sandpoint is one and thirteen. So, uh, I think you're right here. Moscow is definitely uh, the team to keep an eye on. They'll come into state on the lower end of the Max Preps rankings. Uh, because of having to play all these 5A schools. But to have an 8-6 and six record in a league where you're playing the 5A schools twice is pretty impressive. No, that's that's something that you can't, um, you know, can't overlook. I think that that says a lot with the balance at 5A that we've seen this year in the conference and the fact that they've got a winning record in league is means they're taking care of business against those bigger schools. I know that they've stole a couple from Lewiston and from Post Falls as well. So, yeah, that's a team that's, you know, you don't want to mess with if you're, I think, yeah, they're going to come in on the lower seed line, but they're, I think, as accomplished as many of the other teams that are going to be there for it. And I can see you again. I'm back. <laughs> My computer unstuck itself. So, um, yeah, we like Bosco there. Let's talk uh, Intermountain League. Uh, this is a best of three series between Bonners Ferry and Timberlake. Uh, game one is Monday night, and I sh- I guess I should have mentioned when all these tournaments get started, but Inland yeah. Empire League will start next Monday for 4A. Uh, the 5As will actually start this weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, they start I'll Saturday. Check. Yep. Okay, so Bonners Ferry, Timberlake, best of three series. Timberlake gets to host because they swept the regular season series. 
Bonner's Ferry has just had a rough go of it this year. I mean, Timberlake, I think we can safely say, is advancing to state uh, like they seem to do every year. Coach uh, Lupinacci always does a great job with Timberlake. Yeah, no, I like the Tigers. And they, I mean, they got a big win the other night against St. Mary's. They were actually able to strike Pater on Tacey Watkins, who was on the mound, and they got a home run and a couple runs out of there, a couple earned runs even. So, um, getting a 2-0 win over St. Mary's is a, I mean, that's a pretty big accomplishment. You look at the Tigers and what they're able to do, um, especially getting a win against what we said the best, best pitcher in the state. Um, you know, I like their chances, you know, coming out of the the IML. Yep, for sure. So uh, Bonnersbury Timberlake best of three series starts Monday night at Timberlake. Central Idaho League. We can't seed everybody yet. Here's what I can tell you. Priest River is going to be the five seed because they yep. kind of waved off being a full member of the conference. And I can tell you that that's it because Orofino's got a ton of games still to play in the league. St. Mary's yep. is eight, eight and one. Um, Orofino is right behind them in the loss column anyways at four and two. Um, yep. And then you've got Grangeville at three and five and then Kellogg at zero oh and seven. So there's not enough. Everybody is close enough to the next team ahead of them that we can't really seed anything here. But Priest I think we know who the top two are going to be. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Yeah. We just don't know <laughs> beyond order? that. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is all going to be held at Orofino. Um, so it's going to be a nice, tidy uh, three-day affair. Actually, two-day affair. It's going to be next Tuesday and Wednesday, May 9th and 10th. And so um, we like St. Mary's. There is basically two seeds to state from this district tournament. The big question to me is, is who gets that second spot? Yeah. And I think it's going to be the maniacs. I really do. I look at, you know, the, the, the body of work says enough, I think for, you know, that they're going to be able to have the firepower, um, you know, at the plate, but also, you know, what's the defense behind them, the pitching. I think there's going to be enough there that they're going to be able to seal the deal against, you know, Kellogg or Grangeville, whoever wants to mount the, the pressure, but I like St. Mary's as far as getting the one seed, especially with Watkins on the bump. Um, but then the next best team, I mean, really, you look at what they've been able to do during the season, it's no doubt it's it's Orofino. Um, so I like the Maniacs as the two seed coming out of this conference. Yeah, Orofino is going to play uh, Kellogg in a doubleheader on Saturday. They're going to host the Maniacs, um, and so we can't really get the final seeding. Sure. Until then, but but stay tuned. As soon as we know, we'll update these brackets, and that's why you should just check in every day at IdahoSports.com for all the updated brackets and scores and schedules and all that good stuff. But, okay, we like St. Mary's. We like Orofino coming out of the CIL. And then finally, we have the White Pine League, which is also unseated at this moment uh, only because there's still a handful of regular season contests that need to happen. Potlatch is your leader at 10-1. and one. Clearwater Valley is then nine and three. Kendrick is seven and three. Genesee five and five. Lapway four and seven. Lewis County and Cameo each zero oh and eight. Um, and Lewis County has had to forfeit some games recently, so I hope they can get enough players uh, to to get this thing turned around. Um, three bids available from this district. Skags. The way the one A is going to work this year, they'll take three from the White Pine three from the Western Idaho conference in district three. And then the final two spots will be given to uh, their two at large bids to the two next best teams, according to the max preps rankings. I just looked yesterday. It looks like it's pretty much going to be an even split four from the white pine four from Boise. Yeah. And if you look at the white pine, I mean, it makes sense. Genesee would be the last team in if it ended today. 
um, just based off conference rankings. I think that that's the team deserving to be there. Um, as far as that, that, t- that last team in, you look at, you know, you're going to have Garden Valley on the other side. Horseshoe Bend's certainly right there as well. Um, so district tournament, I think, in the Western Idaho Conference is going to be a little bit more interesting than the White Pine League. Potlatch has been the most dominant team in the conference. Um, Clearwater Valley and Kendrick, I mean, they're pretty even whenever they've played this year. You know, with a 9-3 and three conference record for Clearwater Valley, Kendrick's at 7-3. and three. I still think they have a couple games to make up. Um, that were postponed earlier in the year. So it'll be interesting to see how things kind of shake up down the stretch. Um, you know, seeding Palach, I think, has the one seed pretty much clinched, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, because uh, Potlatch only has one game left. Yeah, that would put and... them at two losses, and that's still one loss better than anybody else. So Palach, yeah. I think, is the one seed no matter what. Yeah, isn't this fun? I get to fill out the brackets in real time. This is really good. <laughs> um, and then from there, Clearwater Valley is finished with their season. Uh, yeah. They went they went nine and three. The question is, is can Kendrick catch them? So Potlatch yeah. has a game left with Lapway that is going to be tonight, May 4th. Um, and then you've got a double header between Kendrick and Kamii on Friday. Uh, I think we like Kendrick to win both games there. And so I think Kendrick- you can put Clearwater Valley as the two seed. Honestly, because Clearwater Valley got the sweep over Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Number yeah. two, uh, CV, and then we can't officially put Kendrick three yet, but I, I no, feel good yet. about. I feel like I feel good about Kendrick winning those last two games against Kamii and yes. being the three seed. And then to me, I think there's a clear top four, right? Potlatch, CV, Kendrick, Genesee. I think those are the yeah. four teams that we'll see at state. And it could be interesting. Potlatch and Clearwater Valley. Yes, the, the loggers swept the season series, but each time it was by only a run. And the first game went nine innings. So yeah. I think actually we could see the top four. Um is that because if you go based off the head to head, Kendrick owns the head to head over Genesee. So Kendrick's gonna be the three, Genesee's gonna be the four. I mean, Lewis County would have to be able to play that game. Um, and steal one in order to upset any part of the rankings. But I think our top four is there. It's going to be Potlatch, Clearwater Valley, Kendrick, and Genesee. Genesee's remaining games is a non-league against St. Mary's um, tomorrow, and then they have Lewis County on a doubleheader on Saturday. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm good with it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's seed it in. And those, to me, are the clear top four. Yes. There. Yeah. So, Okay. Let's move to baseball. Before we do, though, I've got to highlight the three great pitching performances that we saw last week. We talked we talked about a, a couple of them because they happened early in the week, but you had a perfect game from Joseph Bendel of Troy. Mm-hmm. You had a no-hitter from Drew Hanna of Orofino, and then you had a one-hitter from uh, uh, Moscow, Anderson. So yeah. that's a, a perfect game, a no-hitter, and a one-hitter. North Idaho took three of the four, uh, three of the five spots on our primetime pitchers list this week. Yeah, and undeservingly so. I mean, we talked about them last week on the prepcast because most of those happened early in the week last week. But um, yeah, no, the, uh, North Idaho pitching I think has been um, fairly kind of unsung. I, you look at some of the rosters, you know, for these teams, especially um, the smaller schools, just what the lineups they've been able to pull is put together has been pretty impressive. Um, you know, you look at Lake City, I think is really been the team that's shown up at the 5A ranks as far as the complete staff. I mean, their ERA is, is pretty good, but um, the run production's been really well, really good as well. So 
Um, but pitching, yeah. I mean, you just look at the, what those guys are able to accomplish in any league around the state. That's a pretty crazy good accomplishment. And you throw a perfect game in high school. That's, I don't care who you are. That's freaking impressive. So that's a, a hats off to the, those crew. Yep, no doubt. So here is the uh, Inland Empire League bracket for 5A. Uh, this is already seeded. We already know what the matchups are. Lake City's the one seed, Coeur d'Alene the two, Lewiston the three, Post Falls the four. Lake City and Coeur d'Alene just played on Tuesday night, May 2nd, and split. Uh, yeah. The Vikings won the first game 11-6, to and then the T-Wolves took the second game 11-9. to Two very close games. Um, and Coeur d'Alene did sweep Lewiston in the regular season. Um, two games were kind of blowouts. Two were kind of tight. And so yeah. can the Bengals be the Cinderella here, or will it be Lake City and Coeur d'Alene fighting for the two spots to go to state? Yeah, I mean, Lewiston's got – you look at that lineup, they've got some good players in that lineup. I mean, Rickard and um, there's there's guys that can play ball. It's just, you know, have they been able to be consistent week in and week out this season? I think that's where the Bengals have have – not been able to manage putting things together is the consistency piece. I mean, they're 13 11 overall, but split record in conference. Um, you know, the big thing though, was that split between Lake city and Coeur d'Alene Lake city needed that split in order to clinch the league and they were able to get it. And that was, that was huge for the T wolves to get, get the, uh, get the split in that series. Uh, Cause otherwise both those teams would have ended up tied at the top of the IEL. So that's a, that's a great job by them, but yeah. And that was, that was huge uh, with their backs against the wall, right. Needing to win in that second game of the double dip. Mike Criswell has done a phenomenal job in his oh, first yeah. season as, as the head coach at Lake city, re- replacing the great uh, Paul Manzardo. Yeah. So. Manzardo. And if you know, let's talk about, we're going to talk about Manzardo and that last name. Look at what his son's doing right now in triple a ball for the Durham bulls. Holy cow. Um, but I mean, that's just me nerding out on minor league baseball, but, um, the former T-Wolf is, uh, Kyle Manzardo is, he's on the doorstep knocking it, getting to the big league club right now. But, um, and of course, you know, our thoughts and prayers are still with coach Manzardo and his wife as she's battling her health issues. And that was why he stepped down and, uh, to, to take care of her at home. And so we're still thinking about their family and hopefully things are moving in a positive direction there, but, uh, what a great job Coach Criswell's done with Lake City. They've been they've been on fire this year, and they're playing, and they've responded to the new coaching staff and just playing out of their minds. Yeah, I'm in this like uber competitive fantasy baseball league, Skags, where there's thirty there's thirty teams, just like the real life MLB. So the player pool is exceptionally deep. You've got a full roster, you've got minor league players, and Kyle Manzardo was my like round one draft target this year in the draft and some somebody sniped me like four picks ahead of when i was going to take him i was so mad um <laughs> but anyways uh it's going to be exciting to see him when he finally gets to the big leagues um for tampa bay the best team in in major league baseball right now by the way um okay let's take a look at the 4a uh inland empire league bracket this one I'm trying to see if we can actually seed this bad boy now. Yes, we can because everything appears to be complete. Except yeah, it was in the paper last night that uh, Sandpoint had clinched. So. Yes, so Sandpoint's the one. I think uh, Lakeland and Moscow still got to play, though, um, yeah. in this regular season to figure out who's going to be two, who's going to be three. Essentially, what you'll get with that is you get to be the home team for the play-in game. Playing uh, today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because because this tournament will, st- and by the way, the 5A IEL will be Monday, um, 4 p.m. for both of those first round games. 
basically uh, three will play two. So Lakeland's going to play Moscow. The winner of that will then have to turn around and play Sandpoint immediately afterwards. So the Bulldogs yep. have a big advantage being able to sit back and save a pitcher um, in the best of three championship series. Yeah. And, you know, Moscow's got to get the sweep today in order to get that two seed. Um, so, you know, in my mind, what it doesn't really matter um, if yeah. you end up playing that. But uh, Sandpoint definitely, you know, gets the upper hand, like you said, with getting that victory and clinching the, the league title um, for the 4A side. Um, that's a good job by by that Bulldog team. They've rallied as of late, too. So they've been able to play some pretty good ball down the stretch. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, 2 0 win and 8 5 win over Moscow. They split against Lakeland over the weekend, which was kind of interesting, I thought. They've got an 8 4 win over the Hawks and then lose 17 to 8. So, um, you know, and then they split against Moscow the week prior. So it's it's just, you know, consistency is key down the stretch. I don't necessarily see any of these teams um, bringing home hardware at state. And I'd hope I'm proven wrong, but, um, you know, I think it's just going to be, you know, Sandpoint's necessarily, you know, job to lose at this point going into the postseason. Yeah. I think this is a prime example of you're looking at your number eight seed at state with the max preps rankings. And if, you know, we had talked about expanded playoffs this year, I'm, I'm not sure a team from the IEL would make it to state if there were an extra round of playoffs, but um, whoever gets out of this um, will will have basically house money to play with. So yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. All right. IML Intermountain League 3A best of three series between Timberlake and Bonners Ferry. Uh, you can flip it where on the softball side, Timberlake was the one seed here. It's Bonners Ferry. The Badgers took um, three of four from the Timberwolves uh, or from the Tigers, the Tigers. excuse me. In in the regular <laughs> season, people mad there. <laughs> yeah, oh yes, for sure. They they actually took four of five, so they played yeah. they played four games um, in the middle of the season, and then they kind of just played a one off game that didn't really count in the final conference standings or anything. Um, they won that game on Monday, three to nothing, and now Bonners Ferry will prepare for that best of three game series. It'll start Monday night, five p.m. in Bonners Ferry, and again. Um, I do like the Badgers, but when you look at the scores, Timberlake was able to push them. They they beat them the first time, 14 to 12, and then 12 to 8, 10 to 8, 10 to 7, 3 nothing. So it's not like there's this huge gap between Bonners Ferry and Timberlake. We still like the Badgers here, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, and you know, I look at Timberlake, we talked about it earlier in the year, is that you know they're going to keep their games tight, and they have. If you look at the run differential, I mean, they're at a 2.29 run differential with a losing record. Um, you don't often see a team with a losing record have a, a positive run differential. Um, and that's just, you know, they, they're competitive in their games. You know, the lower competition they they beat up on and then the games against the tougher opponents, they haven't been able to close the deal on that. You know, they still keep it close. So it'll be interesting to see if Timberlake can come down the stretch and, and be able to get to the plate and get some run production. Um, but I like I like Bonner's Ferry a lot, especially with your aces on the bump. Um you know, I think that the Badgers are going to punch their ticket and find their way to the state tournament, and they're going to probably show pretty well, in my mind, I think, down at state. I agree. I think um, because they've got two really good pitchers. A lot of the teams in the 3A ranks have, have a stud. Everybody's got an ace. Not yeah. very many have a second guy that they can throw, and so Bonner's Ferry, I do think, has an advantage there. Especially if you can get to that third day on short rest, you know, I think, and at least get some innings out of, out of one of your aces, I think that bodes pretty well. Um, to find in your way to some success in the state tournament too. 
yeah, it's going to be fantastic to see uh, whoever comes out of the North to, to compete down there at the three, a uh, state baseball tournament. What a year um, for Badger sports too. I just want to say that. I mean, you started with football, go through a magical basketball season. I know they didn't win the state championship and then baseball here they are, you know, one of the, I think in my mind, one of the top four teams in the state at three, a as well. So, um, what a what a year that this program has been able to this school has been able to to field and the community I know is responding really well. But you know they're having success in other sports as well, like track and field. So it's just been a great year for Badger sports. Yeah, and and even uh, on the girls' side with golf and mm-hmm. um, track and field on the girls' side, um, it has been a great year for athletics at Bonners Ferry, and that starts at the top with Nathan Williams, the athletic yep. director. Absolutely, he's done, absolutely. Done fant- he's done a fantastic job, and then. Uh, you know, uh, Christian Weiner also, I think gets a little, uh, share of the success. He's coached, he's, he's helped coach and and be involved in a lot of these, uh, Bonner's Ferry things going on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see, uh, Bonner's Ferry, uh, excel. Of course they're big fans of ours. So I I think that we, they deserve the love too, because they show us love, but yeah, I mean, I think that they've obviously earned it like that, that school has done a great job. And like you said, I mean, hats off to the athletic director and that coaching staffs. I mean, top to bottom within that school have done an amazing job, um, you know, really getting the buy-in from the student body. And it's it's evident. And, you know, I, I said of all places I went last year, and Sandpoint's such a great place to go for a football game, but the best environment bar none was Bonners Ferry. Like, hands down, that was the coolest environment I was at all year so far this year. Uh, for any sport that football game there that playoff game was amazing that was super super neat but yeah uh, yeah. it was uh really exciting for sure you know i'm looking at it and if you look at monner's ferry this year 10 and 6 in football 23 and 2 in basketball 16 and 6 in baseball that gives them a cumulative overall record this year skags of 49 and 14 that's That's crazy impressive that's crazy. Sorry, they were nine and one in football, just FYI. But you said, uh, what was I looking at? Maybe you were I was looking, looking at baseball. <laughs> Let me, yeah, hold on. Let me, again, I'm not a mathematician. This is not, <laughs> they were not nine and one in football. They're, they're going to correct you on that one. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I, I was looking at baseball twice. Okay. Nine and one in football, 23 and two in basketball, 16 and six in baseball which is a good cumulative total of um oh man 9 plus 3 is 12 plus 6 is 18 carry the one uh 48 and 9 48 and 9 well, come on that might be team that might be school of the year i mean like yeah. i don't know if anybody's really had that level of success wow I mean, lake city would rival that maybe the closest but Football Lake City wasn't even close. I mean, Bonner's Ferry has been able to do it in all the major sports. That's that's freaking crazy. That's awesome. Way to go, Badgers. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 48 and 9. Incredible. All right. Uh, let's go to the Central Idaho Conference, the CIL, 2A baseball. If it will load. There it is. All right. Orofino did clinch the one seed. Grangeville officially clinched the two seed. Still waiting to see who gets third and who gets fourth between St. Mary's and Kellogg. Um, and then Priest River is slotted in as number five again. Two bids to state available here. We like Orofino. Who gets that I second Orfino slot? Win state, but yeah, St. Mary's got that second spot to state last year. Despite being sub 500, they want to play in game to get to state. 
Here they are again, sub 500, 7 and 13 overall, 3 and 6 in the league. Can the Lumberjacks steal the bid again, or will it go to Grangeville or or even Kellogg? Kellogg's got good athletes too. What do you think? Um, oof. I mean, I think if Kellogg can sneak the this, I'm trying to think. Kellogg's going to have to play Orfino. Same areas plays Grangeville. If it gets seated right, right? Am I seeing things correctly? So we so we still have to figure out who gets third and who gets fourth. Fourth. Same, St. Mary's is three and six. Kellogg is two and five. Say St. Mary's gets the three seed. Kellogg being the four and losing, say they lose to Orfino, that's not going to scare me as much as then you don't want to see Kellogg play Grangeville again in like a loser out. Um, Well, no, because Grangeville would have to. I mean, if, okay, if if Kellogg can get that three seed, Kellogg against Grangeville head to head. Kellogg's got a puncher's chance. I mean, you really look at what they've, you know, Grangeville did get the, they have this regular season like nod, but I mean, they have stolen a game from the, from the Bulldogs in the regular season. I'm looking at this man. So, so here's what it comes down to for the, for the third and fourth seed. Uh, St. Mary's is done. They don't have yeah. any more conference games. They're locked in. St. Mary's with Kellogg's Achilles heel. If you really look at it, if you look at the win loss record, but go ahead, continue. Well, I mean, Kellogg took three uh, or uh, yeah. St. Mary's took two of three from Kellogg this year. Right. So, so here's what, so St. Mary's has done their three and six. Kellogg has two games left. They're two and five. They play Orofino twice this weekend. Tall order to beat the maniacs, but Kellogg would need to win both. To, yep. to leapfrog St. Mary's for third. Even if they won one, they'd still be tied with St. Mary's and St. Mary's would get, get it based on the, the head-to-head record. So for Kellogg, it's clear. They got to sweep the Maniacs this weekend to get that three seed. Um, You know what? I'm looking at it. I'm going to stick chalk on this one. I'm going to say the, that Grangeville gets the two seed Um, just based off of history. I don't know. I mean, yeah, athletes matter, but Kellogg on the diamond – it's been feast or famine. I mean, you look at, they've beat the teams they should beat and they've gotten beaten by the teams that they're close to as far as competition level. Um, you know, so it's like contender pretender type situation. I like Grangeville as the two and I like Orfino. Obviously I picked a thing at the beginning of the year to win state again. Um, I'm going to stand by that and think the, I'm going to say the maniacs just run the table, but um, St. Mary's will make it interesting with Grangeville. I think in that, in that opening round. I will tell you that two two A is the most wide open of any state tournament this year in baseball. Napa Christian has long been the dominant power. They've got a new coach this year and pretty much an entirely new cast of characters. And they haven't been the invincible power that they've been. I mean, they've lost to yeah. Wendell twice, and Wendell yeah. isn't even going to advance to state from their district. Declo is. So that kind of gives you an idea of how wide open this thing is. Firth is going to be good. Orofino's going to be good. Home field advantage could swing this thing the maniacs way just by being able to sleep in their own beds uh of course clearwater uh, park in orofino is going to host the 2a state tournament this year and we're in a wide open tournament like this just the fact that they get to stay home could swing things orofino's way yep no that's a i think a good point and you know you look at orofino with the consistency they've had with the schedule that they've had um i mean the maniacs i think have played the toughest schedule of any of the 2a teams um Top to bottom. Firth, I think, could challenge in Nampa Christian. I, I still look at being a challenger too, but um, Firth is a, is a dangerous team that's kind of lurking out there as well. So, 
it'll be interesting to see how things go once state happens and how it gets seeded with the rankings and everything. But um, I'm going to stick where Fino Grange will come out of the CIL. That's my prediction. Um, it's going to probably aggravate some of the lumberjack and, and uh, wildcat fans, but um, I, you know, I still think that if it's a Grangeville St. Mary's game, that's going to be a really interesting game to watch in that first round. Yeah, that's all right. We call it like we see it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ball balls and strikes, right? That's right. White Pine League. Who knows? Uh, we, we still got to wait on some regular season games to see this thing. <laughs> Clearwater, Clearwater Valley is 9-1 in the league. They just suffered their first loss to Prairie. And so Prairie split the season series with the Rams. Um, Prairie is 10-3. and three. They only have one game left. Troy is 8-3. and three. So the Trojans have a chance to maybe leapfrog Prairie for, for number two. They can leapfrog Clearwater Valley if they sweep them. <laughs> they could, yes, because the uh because CV still has four conference games left. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, they actually picked up two wins via forfeit over Lewis County. We haven't put that in yet because it's happening today, but Lewis County did forfeit those games. So you can put basically Troy. At Clearwater Valley, Saturday in Kooski, doubleheader starting at noon. That will probably decide the regular season title. Yeah, and that's a—I mean—that's what we kind of called. I think in this conference was that we knew who the top four teams are going to be. It was just what order are they going to finish in. Um, you know, Palach or sorry, not Palach. Kendrick's got one game left against Genesee. Um, you know, so they're kind of solidified, I think, in where they're at. So the only teams that can really move anywhere in the rankings is going to be. Clearwater Valley and Troy. And so um, I think those are very compelling games on Saturday. It's going to be interesting to kind of scoreboard, watch those ones and how those end up. But, um, you know, the state champion, I, I, I still believe comes out of this conference and it's not close, but um, yeah. Yeah, I just look at those top four teams and those are the ones I see making it to state, just what order and how they get seated is kind of yet to be seen. Yeah. This tournament starts next Tuesday, May 9th with the series of play in games. Basically, you want to finish in the top three um, yeah. because uh, right now Kendrick would be four, Potlatch would be five, and that, that's a knockout right there. A good team is going to get knocked out. Potlatch is like, what do we got to do, man? Look at these results this year. <laughs> they lost They lost to Prairie 17-16, to 16, so one run loss. They lost to Prairie 4-3, to three, another one run loss. They lost to Clearwater Valley in 10 innings, 3-2, to two, a third one run loss. They then lost to Troy two to one in eight innings. That's another one run loss. They lost to Clearwater Valley again, nine to eight, a fifth one run loss. And then they just lost to Kendrick last night, eight to seven. That is six one run losses for Potlatch this year. They're going, Here's, what do we got to do? Here, this is, yeah, you look at that. And then you look at like Troy, they drop a game. They end up fourth. If they win both their games. They're first. Like it's no, just no margin for error. There's no, exactly. Like this conference is just so wonky. I mean, Prairie's kind of locked in as the two seed in my mind. Um, the only ones that can really suffer. I mean, Clearwater Valley, they split. They're still league champs. They get swept. They drop to tie for second. I mean, that's possibly third. <laughs> like it's just a crazy, crazy, uh, yeah. you know, conference this year. It's super, that just says the, com the competitive level, I think of, of these teams, but um you know, Kendrick could slide into the three seed if Troy ends up dropping both of their games. So, I mean, it's just kind of crazy and wild, but it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. So, anyways, those are the district brackets. I know there was a lot that was still kind of unsettled, undetermined, um, but 
Again, check back at idahosports.com every night or every day, and we will have all the updated bracket scores, et cetera. All right. The postseason is upon us, Skaggs. I'm excited to see these district baseball and softball games take off. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see how things shake out and we get closer and closer to state tournament time. That's always a fun time, especially for spring sports, because that means the end of the school year as well. So, yeah, we're uh, we're counting down days. I mean, we're within single digit weeks now of summer break. <laughs> so. Yep, for sure. So, all right. Um, I did want to mention one thing, too, and that was um, Coach Winger stepping down at Lake City. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he was retiring and ending up on time. I mean, you t- talk about the right time to pick. Um, to retire, I think with that graduating class of seniors that he had and the amount of success that that team showed with a top 25 finish in the national max preps rankings and state championship and undefeated season. Um, but, you know, we look at the accolades on the on the floor of what he was able to do as a coach. But I think the bigger accolades will come behind the doors of what he was able to do as a mentor and as a person. Um you know, congratulations and happy retirement to Coach Winger. Just a great person and a great ambassador of sports in North Idaho and just doing things the right way. I mean, he's built so many great relationships with people along the way. And, um, yeah, I just wish him nothing but the best and interested to see how Lake City uh, replaces that because that's going to be tough shoes to fill. He's been there for a long, long time and done an insanely good job. Um, so, but uh, enjoy your retirement, Coach. That's a congratulations. I know he watches our prep cast. Um, so yeah, congratulations and, and enjoy your ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And, and the amount of people that he has influenced, whether it's coaching, um, players or leading, you know, a coaching staff, or even yeah. as the athletic director at Lake city or as a teacher in the classroom, I mean, you're talking hundreds upon hundreds of lives that Jim every, Winger has touched. Every person I know that knows coach has something po- like only speaks positives of the guy. And so that says a lot where it's like, you never hear a bad story about him. You usually hear a funny story or you hear just like how he impacted them in a positive way. That says a lot about a person. So congratulations coach on your retirement. You've earned it. Um, and going out on top the way you did doing things the right way. Congratulations. That's yeah. Hats off to you. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's an exciting time at Lake city where a lot of the uh, established coaches we talked about Manzardo in baseball, winger in basketball, uh, Brian Fulp, uh, you know, stepped down from the football team. And so it's kind of this new wave of, yeah. of coaches. I mean, you got Byron been... Hout that stepped in with football. And so it'd be interesting yeah. to see who they bring in for basketball. If they go the uh, alum route, there's some, some names floating around out there that, you know, are still in the community. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there, but, I know that they've probably got some their eye on a few targets here in the region, so it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch that coaching carousel spin round and round for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> congratulations to Coach Winger uh, on a great career. So, all right, well, thanks for tuning into the North Idaho Prepcast, everyone. Uh, we will uh, it'll be shorter next week because when we talk about these brackets, we'll have actual results to talk about, not just <laughs> yeah, this could happen or this could happen or seven different things. Could, like we'll have actual results to talk about. Yeah. So it'll go a little no quicker. prognostications at that point. It's just who won and who's going to state. So. And let's hope I never have to, let's hope I never have to do math on the fly during the podcast again. That was a scary <laughs> ride there when I was trying to tally up Bonner's Ferries wins this year. It was like uh, looking for the car crash out the window. <laughs> watching you do that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you you could you could see the smoke coming out of my ears as it was uh you know I was having a yeah. malfunction. So all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.